You're listening to the CTK O'Fallon Podcast. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated tonight. I want to take you to two verses of Scripture. I want to take you to Ephesians chapter number 6, verse 19, or rather verse 12. And then I'm going to take you to Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter number 19, and I just want to talk to us for a couple of minutes here tonight, and then we're going to exercise our faith in prayer tonight. And my uh, intent here tonight is not to present to you uh, the thoughts or desires of Andrew Romine, but to follow the leading of the Spirit. And to follow, amen, what God, I believe, is leading us to do together as a church body, together, collectively. And so, what I'll say here tonight, um, as led by the Holy Ghost, will be confirmed by the Holy Ghost. It'll be confirmed by the Holy Ghost in your life, in your heart. And that is my prayer. That is my prayer tonight. So, I come to you humbly tonight, uh, uh, and I don't want to present anything that is of myself, but I want to truly just present to you the heart of the Lord, I feel like God has placed upon me. In Ephesians chapter number uh, 6, familiar verse, verse 12, and he says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers, or but against principalities, excuse me, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. It's one verse of Scripture that I lift out of the epistle, and obviously we've already looked at it in its context elsewhere, but it's a reminder that we are in spiritual warfare. At at the heart of everything, this is spiritual warfare. Uh, This is about God's kingdom having liberty here tonight. We're not here tonight to be about seeing one another and even wishing one another Happy New Year, but we are here tonight about the kingdom business, and that's spiritual warfare. That's why we sang songs like, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. God, we're going into a new year, and we are going on record saying, you're welcome in my new year. You're welcome in my home. You're welcome in my job. You're welcome in my career. You're welcome in my finances, my business dealings. Lord, I want the Spirit of the Lord to have your way in my life because we realize, amen, that this life is just temporal, amen, but but we we are in a spiritual battle for our soul. Amen, and for the kingdom of God. Luke chapter 19, Jesus comes to the city of Jerusalem, and I only want to read one verse of Scripture. It's verse number 41, Luke chapter 19 and verse 41. And he says this, Luke does, that is. Speaking of Christ as he's already talking, he says, And when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it. When he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it. I feel like this is where we need to be. This is where God wants us to be. This is where God wants us as Christians, born-again believers, baptized in his name, filled with his spirit, a part of a wonderful body of Christ, this is where God wants us to be. That we can have perception enough 
to see our city as not just bricks and concrete, to see our city as not just steel arches, to see our city as more than just the terra firma that it is, but to see it with spiritual eyes, to see not only where it's at, but to see it with the understanding of what God's desire is for it. I'm I'm home in St. Louis now. It's home. I, I don't hide the fact that years ago I told my wife, I did not tell God this, but I told my wife that I would go anywhere the Lord wanted me to go. But I did not like the city of St. Louis. And I told her, I will never tell God that. I'm not saying I wouldn't go. If God sent Gabriel, the the angel, to come down and have coffee with me, I would happily go to St. Louis. But I'll go anywhere else. But I'm here. This is home. I love my city. I love the things about my city. Not to be too shallow, but I'm a fan of the city with all of its little quirks and things. This is, this is home. This is where I'm home, and I love that. But God does not just want us to uh, uh, trade our Cardinals hat for a Blues hat and, and to know all the hot spots and the food joints. That's not what God as the church wants us to do. All those things are okay. But God wants us to have vision spiritually, that when we see our city, when we see the Metro East, wherever it is you live, Swansea, Belleville, O'Fallon, Fairview, wherever it is that we come from, when we see our community, amen, that we see God's purpose, God's desire, God's heartbeat, amen, God's dreams, amen, that he has, that we can see past and beyond the, the politics and its corruption, that we can see past the crimes, amen, that, that we can't check, that we can see past the prejudice and we can see past all the trouble and all of the idols and all of the problems and that we can see that God has a plan and God has a desire for revival. Amen. When he was come near, he beheld the city and he wept over it. I love my church and I love my city. I love where we're at. I thank God. Amen. For 2019, we've done some wonderful things. And just real quick, if I could highlight some things that we accomplished in 2019, we eliminated our debt in 2019. This church has no more debt. We thank God for that. We saw in 2019 significant loss of people that had been a part of this congregation, not only people that had just been a part but people that served, labored, Sunday school teachers, board members, families. And we saw significant loss in 2019, but yet we ended the year with the highest average attendance on a Sunday than we've had in the last several years, maybe ever. And I thank God for that. And so we saw growth in the midst of significant loss. Thank God for every person that was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Thank God for every Bible study. Thank God for every person that was refilled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Thank God for everyone that's still living for the Lord. Amen. And survived some strong, strong trials. I thank God for the culture 
culture of liberty and worship and prayer in our church. I thank God you can come in on any given service. Amen. And the Holy Ghost is going to have freedom to move and to minister. And people aren't afraid to lift their hands and lift their voice and let the Spirit of God fall and prayer. I thank God for all of those things. But those things as I named and those things I talked about, wow, they are worthy of being celebrated and we're going to and we do. Those things all focus on things that are happening within these walls. And I believe that God's desire for us and God's purpose for us goes beyond these walls. And it goes beyond 6920 Old Collinsville Road. The kingdom of God is bigger than CTK O'Fallon. And the revival that God has for St. Louis and the Metro East is bigger than CTK O'Fallon. And I don't want to be so arrogant to think that all this city needs is me. I understand they need a lot more than me. They need a lot more than you. We need an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. We need a revival like we've never seen before. And I believe that God wants to do it. Amen. Amen. Our mission this year is to grow a church, to build a church, and to plant a church. You've heard me say that, and I'm going to keep saying it. Grow a church. God wants us to start here. We've got to start at home. We've got to grow this church. We've got to, we've got to put everything on the table. There should be no sacred cows. Whatever needs to happen, whatever needs to take place for the kingdom of God to grow locally, we need to be willing to do it. Amen. Without compromise. Amen. We're, we're, we're going to build a church this year. We're going to build somebody else's phase one before we go into our phase two. And the reason why is because I believe God has a phase two for us here in the near future. And you can't outgive the Lord. We're going to build a church this year, amen, in the Dominican Republic. And we thank God for that. There's a congregation. We were, we were going to build a church out in the middle of nowhere with a pastor and a few people hoping that it would grow and they'd fill it up and they'd have a building. And the missionary called me and said, hey, we've got an emergency we have a church, a congregation of over 100 people, and they need a building, and uh, we need something to happen right now. Are you able to help us? So we're in the works right now of acquiring a building. Amen. We're going to do this in Jesus' name, and we're going to build a church, and then we're going to plant a church. The Caraway family's moving here, and we're going to see... Uh, uh, we're going to partner with them and their calling and their vision that God laid on their heart to plant an apostolic church in the city of Waterloo, which is Monroe County. And to the best of our knowledge, there is not one apostolic church that we know of in Monroe County. It's not going to be without challenges. It's not going to be without struggles. There, no doubt, are demons and devils that are locking up that territory. Amen. But we want to see the kingdom of God come. And we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Amen. And once you realize this thing's a spiritual battle, you understand greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We cannot but, amen, win with the Lord on our side. We'll talk later about the specifics of reaching those goals. But tonight, I want to talk to you just a little bit about the vision part of it. We want to see revival. We want to see revival. I want to see revival. I want to see revival. I know you do. You want to see it in your homes. You want to see it in your families. You have friends. You have families. You have, some of you have children and spouses. Some of you have parents, neighbors, cousins, aunts, uncles that um, 
You want to see revival. Some of them used to sit on these pews right here. Some of them, it wasn't these pews, but they were in other churches and other places, but they fell along the wayside. And you want to see revival. I want to see revival. Not only in my family, I want to see revival in my church. I want to see revival here at CTK O'Fallon. I know you do too. I know you want to be a part of a revival church. Nobody wants to go to a dead church. Nobody wants to go to a dry church. I want to go to a church, amen, that when I have a hard week and all I can do is just show up when I walk into the presence of the Lord, amen. I know when I walk into the church, I know the presence of the Lord is going to be there because the people have already prepared their heart and they've prepared the altar and they've prepared the way and they've rolled out, amen, the praise and worship so the Spirit of God can have liberty in the house. That's the kind of church that I want to be a part of. Amen. But I don't just want CTK to be an island, amen, all by itself. I want to see revival in our city, revival in our community. Amen. That means that we don't just want our church to have revival, but I want every church to have revival. I don't just want CTK O'Fallon to have revival. I want every apostolic church to have revival, every Jesus-named church in the Metro East. I want to see them have revival they can't contain. I want every spirit-filled church to have revival. I want to see an outpouring of the Holy Ghost like never before. Amen. Not only that, I want every church, amen, that doesn't baptize in Jesus' name and hasn't been filled with the Holy Ghost. I want somewhere along the way this year for the Word of God to open up and God's name to be revealed. I want to see the Spirit of God break into places and prayer rooms and church houses that He hasn't been allowed. Amen. I want to see revival fall. Amen. In this house. Amen. We've got to be, amen, about the kingdom of God. We've got to be about the kingdom of God. In Luke chapter 13, Jesus said, I liken the kingdom unto this. It's a, it's a, it's a seed, a mustard seed that is when it's, grow, when it's planted, it, it, it grows. And its branches are so great that, that birds can lodge therein. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like this. A, a, a little, just a little bit of leaven is taken and it's hid in a uh, 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 meal, and, and when it is done, it leaveneth the whole loaf. It grows. It, 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 it has an effect upon the whole thing. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is growth. Amen. The kingdom of God is a growing kingdom. Amen. Jesus said it's like this, a little mustard seed, and it becomes something great. Amen. It's like this, a little leaven, and it leaveneth everything that it comes in contact with. That's what the kingdom of God is like. Amen. So if we're going to be a part of the kingdom of God, it's his principle in his book. It's his word. He declared that the kingdom of God has got to grow. Amen. And it may start humbly. It may be just a little bit. Amen. But can I tell you, it doesn't matter when it's the kingdom of God, it's going to grow. And so we've got to be about a kingdom culture. The kingdom culture cannot be about me. It cannot be about us. It cannot even be about our local church. It must be about the kingdom of God. Our vision must be bigger than ourselves. We must have a paradigm shift. This is not about building our church organization, our church brand, or our church kingdom. It may include some of those things, but it's about growing the kingdom of God. That means that our financial investments, our programs, and our systems 
Our prayer and our ministry cannot always just be about CTK O'Fallon. It's got to be out. It's got to be about the mission of the kingdom globally. I thank God that this church has such a strong foundation of missions and missions giving. I thank God for what Brother and Sister Blake and those who have come on before, gone on before, amen, have done in leading this church to be a giving church, a church that gives literally thousands of dollars away to other people, to other causes, whether it's She's for Christ or missionaries supporting them. Amen. That's what we've got to be about. We can never lose that. We can never lose that. If our giving only is to benefit us, if we're giving, amen, only to benefit us, we're missing the picture. Our giving must always be about the kingdom of God. That's why we can't just pray about us. We got to pray for others. We can't just pray for our church. We got to pray for other churches. We gotta, we've got to do things, amen, to bless others. Yes, we are praying that God grows our local church but we're praying that God grows every apostolic church around us. Amen. We cannot be so arrogant to believe that we alone can be what the entire Metro East needs. No, can I tell you, we need more churches, not less churches. Amen. We need more truth-speaking churches. Amen. We need more. Amen. Witness of the power of the Holy Ghost. That's why you see us reaching out. That's why we're reaching out. Amen. To connect and link arms in prayer with every apostolic church. Doesn't matter what organization, what your part. Let's forget about all those things. Amen. If you believe the word of God, if you believe in God, if you believe in Acts 2.38. Amen. If you believe in repentance of your sins and baptism in the name of Jesus Christ and the infilling of the the Holy Ghost and the power of God changing you to live an overcoming life. Hey, let's link up together and let's pray because we're not in competition. Amen. We're on the same team. We're on the same side. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. We got to realize this. We got to, it has to start first of all with pastors. It has to start, amen, with pastors. So, so I'm preaching to myself, and I do. But we have to realize this, amen, we are not in competition. We are on the same team, and we are on the same side. When one church has revival and one church grows, we ought not pick it down, and we ought not be critical. We ought to celebrate, and we ought to champion, amen. When another church, a neighboring church grows, amen, that's not competition. That's an ally. You got to remember, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, amen. And if another church can grow and help us tear down the strongholds of this city, then praise be to God. And we glorify the name of the Lord in that. Amen. We are looking for allies. Amen. But we must love our city. We must love our city. And when I say love our city, I say it because God gave us a command. And I close with this. God said that we must love our neighbor. In order to love our neighbor, we must truly care for them. We must love our neighbor. You can't love your neighbor without loving your city. Not loving your city because it's the best place to live tax-wise, crime-wise. Pick whatever thing that you, you can pick a million reasons why, but you love it because it's where God's put you. 
You love it because you got the spiritual vision that God has, and when you see it, amen, come on, you don't just see, amen, traffic backed up on the interstate. You see souls that are chasing after hopeless dreams, and you see souls that are chasing after emptiness, amen, and you can say, God, I thank God that I know you, but God, what can I do, amen, to be a part, to see revival come? You've got to love your city. You've got to love people. You've got to care for people. Can I tell you, revival cannot be reduced to a project. It cannot re re be reduced to a task that we are assigned to complete. Amen. It's got to be in our heart. It's got to be in our soul. We've got to love people. Amen. We've got to love them. We must ask God to give us his heart regarding our city. God, what's your desire? What's your will for us? Amen. Amen. I, I, I want us to have focused prayer tonight. And you're going to hear me. I'm just sharing a little bit tonight. We're going to talk about this throughout the month of January. We're going to have prayer. This weekend is first Saturday. And so we'll have prayer here. And I'm inviting you to come and join me at 7 o'clock, just an hour of prayer. And then throughout the month of January on Tuesday nights. I know it's an extra night, but I'm inviting whoever wants to join me. Just come and join me on Tuesday nights for an hour of prayer. And then in February, we're going to have a revival. And I'm believing God for great things. Amen. But more important than just praying to prep for a revival so we can have a great week, let's not reduce it down to a task. We should not consolidate revival to a few nights on a schedule. We cannot reduce it just to a project to be accomplished. Because if that's how we think, what will happen is the pew next to you will get full and you'll stop working because you've accomplished the, chat, the task and you checked it off. Amen. But when God allows his heart to be in you, amen, what will happen is when every pew is filled and there's more standing outside the door, amen, you're not going to sit back and say, well, we've done it and we're good. There's going to be a drive and there's going to be a desire, amen, that you're going to see somebody else and you're going to realize the need. This is what we need. God, we need your heart in us. And so I'm going to give us, amen, a few things, amen, to pray for tonight. A couple of things, a few things. Let me just real quick, and we're going to come together, and I'm going to ask us to pray. If they would, Brother Matt, if you just come and help me on the piano. But our focus prayer, our focus prayer, first of all, should be, amen, not only, I know we pray for ourselves and all of that, but assuming you've already prayed for that, our focus prayer starts right here. It does begin right here at CTK. Because we can't change the world. We can't change our community if we're not, amen, in tune with the Lord, what the Lord has for us here, and we can change this first. The first thing I want you to pray for is for this local congregation, CTK. We got to pray, amen, that CTK remains an apostolic, vibrant, spirit-filled church. We, 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 can't, we can't turn down. We can't slack. We got to be an apostolic, vibrant church. We got to be a church, amen, that's holding on. How are we going to encourage our brothers and sisters to keep on keeping on if we're not holding it up? Amen. I was so blessed Sunday night, Elder and Sister Manning came and visited with us in service. And we've been seeing each other and praying for one another and gathering together at different times and been talking about it. And he surprised me and just showed up. Wow, I'm praying for them. And they're an encouragement, amen, to me. You know what? When you see another person and, and, and you meet them, I, I met 
uh, just in the last few weeks, I've met even more apostolic pastors. When I meet them, I met one man, uh, uh, and there was nothing that gave it away that either one of us were pastors. We just started talking. And the moment we started talking, I felt something in the Holy Ghost. And I don't normally do this, but I just opened up and started talking about the goodness of God. And there was a connection there. And we started talking and we realized what was going on. And I asked him, you're a pastor and introduced myself. Both Jesus' name, apostolic pastor, you could feel something. There was an encouragement there. I'm going to tell you, you cannot stop being what God wants you to be. If you're going to be a blessing to somebody else, you got to be the real deal. This can't be a fake put on. Amen. But when you're the real deal, you can walk into a room and all of a sudden somebody you never met and their spirit's going to, hey, I feel something in the Holy Ghost there. There's something here that I can, that I can lean on, that I can depend on. CTK needs to be not only an apostolic church, it needs to be a place that's welcoming. It needs to be a house of prayer. It needs to be a house of healing. Amen. This needs to be a house of healing. Let the backslider come here. Let the lost come here. Let the drug addict come here. Let the prostitute come here. Let those that have been abused and used, let them come here because the blood of Jesus Christ flows freely and he's still washing and he's still cleansing and he's still healing. Next, we got to pray not only for our church, but then we've got to pray for our city. You've got to start praying for your city. Next time you're in a traffic jam, amen, take it as a moment and an opportunity to pray. Pray for the place where, it's, where you're hung up. Pray for the place where you're stopped. That's happened to me. I've been on a detour in this city before. And come, I was frustrated and mad in a detour. And I went through a neighborhood. And all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost hit my car so strong. I was right there. I, I couldn't explain it but just started speaking in tongues, and I began interceding for something. God, I don't know what house I'm praying for. I don't know what's going on, but God, I just began interceding in the Holy Ghost. You got to begin praying for your city. You got to begin praying for your city. In the city, can I tell you, there are more people that come to the city to chase after things, but the irony is the closer we get together, the more lonely people are. Suicide rate is higher in the city. There's more loneliness in the city. You got to pray for your city. Who are you walking past? Who are you driving past? Who are you passing, amen, in the stores that is desperate, that's just looking for one simple prayer? Can I tell you, you don't, you don't have to get a bullhorn and go down the street corner. You don't have to go and knock every door. All you've got to do is go about your life with spiritual eyes, and God will lead you to somebody that's hungry and that's hurting. In this city, Amen. We're full of backsliders. If all of the backsliders made their way back to church this Sunday, I would propose to you that not all the churches could hold them, that the seats would, there wouldn't be enough seats in the church house. Amen. Can I tell you, it's time we start praying people come home. It's time we start praying, hey man, people wake up, whatever pig pen they're at, whatever place they're sitting, it's time we start praying, God, send them back. And can I tell you, they don't, they don't always make it back to the church that they backslid out of, but that's okay. Let them go somewhere. I don't care where they go. Just let them go back. And I don't care where they came from. Just let them come in here. Pray not only for the backsliders, but pray for the Corneliuses of your city. You go to Acts chapter 10. Cornelius was a man that feared God. And the Bible said he prayed. He prayed. He didn't even know about Jesus, and he was praying. 
Could it be that there's someone in our city that's praying to God and they don't even know the name of Jesus? Could it be? I'm going to tell you, I know people, I've met people, I've shaken their hand, I've heard their story of people who have migrated to America from other religions, whether it's Hinduism, whether it's Islam or whatever. I've, I've met them, I've talked to them, I can see their face right now. And they came and they started praying, God, I don't know who you are. I, I, I'm hearing about this American God. They said, Jesus, I don't know what that's about, but God, I, I want you to tell me who you are. I want you to show me. And God came down and showed them. Could it be that a neighbor in your street, could it be that they're right now praying and trying to figure out so many religions, I can't find my way, I'm confused, God. I need somebody to tell me, could it be, amen, that there's a Cornelius in this city, amen, that's waiting, amen. God, I pray, send the Corneliuses here. Send us to the Corneliuses. Let the Spirit of God reach them. I already said it, not only are we praying for our church, not only are we praying for our city, but we ought to pray for every church, amen. We got to pray for our other apostolic Jesus name churches. Pray for our UPCI churches. I pray for, that's the fellowship we're a part of, amen. I pray for our churches and I pray for our pastors. We are not in competition. I thank God for the unity and fellowship that we have, amen. We don't talk about one another, amen. We don't fall prey to all that stuff, but we pray for one another. We strengthen one another. And then beyond the UPC, there's a big world out there, amen. I pray for others. Like I mentioned, Brother Manny, amen, praying for uh, uh, Brother Moore, Bishop Pastor Lazelle Moore, he's in the hospital right now at Barnes. We're praying for him. Amen. Bishop Wells. Amen. Brother Townsend. These are my good friends. Sister Winters was here Sunday night. There's others I can go on. I can name, name, keep going on. Naming names. Amen. And there's more maybe that we don't know and haven't found. But God, I'm praying, strengthen them. Strengthen them. Amen. God, strengthen them. Send revival. Amen. Let me be the brother let us be, let CTK be the brother and sister church that needs to be. So when they come up and say, man, we're just having a hard season, we can't make it, come on, we can be an encourager and say, hey, we've been praying for you at our church. When you meet people in the grocery store you run in, don't shy away if they look like you or you say, oh, there's somebody I know. Don't, you go over and say, hey, how are you doing? Where are you at? And when you find out where they're from, you say, oh, that's so cool. You know what? Our church has been praying for you guys. And God will lead you. Amen. We got to pray. Amen. For other churches, not only for the Metro East and for St. Louis. Amen. But we got to pray for our missionaries. Those missionary cards we pass out every year, we're going to do it again this year. We pray for missionaries around the world. And you know, I love it when our missionaries come. We're going to have about four of them next year, this year. And when they come, I love it when one of you go up to them and say, hey, I've been praying for you. I've had your card on my refrigerator. I've had it in my, had it in my car, and I've been praying for you. You don't know what that does to the missionary. When they come before they even ask for prayer, and they find out that the church has been praying for them. We got to pray for our missionaries. We got to pray for, seat, uh, uh, for uh, the caraways. They're going to build a church in Waterloo. They're going to need a lot of prayer. And then finally, we got to pray, God, how do you want me to serve? What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to serve? You can't be content just to come to a church and sit on a pew if you want to be about the kingdom. We've got to go from being a consumer mentality this is, the church is not a vendor, and we are not consumers. 
Christ is our king, and we are his servants. We, we, there's, there's no model, there's no parable that talks about the vendor-consumer concept. The parable is always, amen, we are the servants of the Lord. He is our king, he is our Lord, he is our savior. So to this end, I want us to stand together tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's going to be a good year. As many of you as want to go with me to the Dominican Republic, we're going to go. My prayer, prayer is it's only going to cost about, I'm going to try to keep it as cheap as possible. If we can make that week $1,500, I'm going to do everything I can to keep it around there. Anybody, so start saving. But we've got to raise the money for the church. We're going to, do, we're going to have some awesome things. But God's going to do some great things. You say, well, Pastor, I don't have money, and I can't do this, and I can't do that. I'm going to tell you, if all you could do was pray every day, take an hour on the clock, maybe not an hour, take a time on the clock, if all you could do is come to the church and pray. Say, Pastor, I want to come to the church. Can I come to the church and pray? I'm going to tell you, you come. There's people that are already doing that, and I thank God for that. Come in and pray. If all you can do is pray, I'm going to tell you, this is spiritual warfare. And we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I want us to gather around the front. I want us to gather in close. Because <clears throat> this cannot be about us. This cannot be about us. And that's what I'm talking about here today. This has got to be about the kingdom of God. Some of you, how many in here would just be honest and you could raise a hand and say, I have a close loved one or friend that needs to get right with the Lord, needs to live for God. Come on, you just raise your hand. Come on, somebody. I have someone. That person may or may not live in Metro East. They may live somewhere else. And so, you know what I'm doing? I'm praying. And a good friend of mine told me one time, he said, he was an evangelist at the time. He was evangelizing. And he was praying for his father who was not saved. And he said, it hit him one day. He was preaching in revivals, and he was going, and he was praying for people. Backsiders were coming in and praying through, and he said, and here's my own father not saved. And he was doing all this work, and he was praying, God, send someone to my father. And God did. When his dad called him and let him know, hey, <laughs> went to the church, and God filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It wasn't anything he had orchestrated. Somebody had found his father, and somebody had reached out to them. I'm going to tell you, you have family, you have loved ones that you want. I would to God that, the, that a Holy Ghost-filled neighbor would move into the house next to them. That the person at the cubicle on their job would be spirit-filled and just be moved right there. God, do that. Amen. But if we want God to do that for them, we've got to be willing to do that for somebody else. We've got to be willing to be, hello? Amen. We've got to be willing, the answer, be, be willing to be the answer to somebody else's prayer right. if God want, is going to answer our prayer. So, God, what do you want me to do? That's what we're praying tonight. Come on, can you just lift your heart right now? Come on, we're going to go into focused prayer right now. There were six things here that we talked about together. Amen. I want you to lift your heart to the Lord. Come on, let's pray. God, what do you want me to do? Let's start with ourselves. God, here I am tonight, God. Lord, I want your kingdom to come. I want your will to be done. But, Lord, I want to know, God, where you want me to serve and how you want me to serve. God, where I will go, God, what you want me to do, Lord, I pray that you would lead us. 
God, as mothers and fathers, as sons and daughters, Lord, as husbands and wives, I pray, God, Lord, in different workplaces, in different neighborhoods, God, at different stages of life, I pray, God, that you would open up our eyes, God, show us what's around us. Give us a burden for the kingdom of God. Let the heart of God be in us, God. Let your heart be in us, I pray tonight. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. God, I know that not everyone, God, can be...